Heroes on Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. Now on Coming Out Stories, it's time to hear from Nadia. She had quite a religious upbringing with a Christian mum and a Muslim dad. She was also scared to come out at school because of the bullies. She did eventually come out to her mum a couple of years ago, though, as bisexual. For me personally, it's more about connection. And that might mean that I might be interested in a male or female. um, But I suppose it goes beyond the physical form. Would you say you're pansexual then? Would you say that or not? I've heard of this term... I wouldn't say that, no, in terms of what I understand from it. Mm. Just because for me, I suppose personally, it's more male or female. I mm. suppose with pansexual, it goes beyond that as well, doesn't it? Mm. It's confusing times, isn't it? It's really confusing. I think there's another term that's out there at the moment, demisexual. So there's just labels coming out here, there and mm. everywhere at the moment, which is interesting. What was the process for you then, in terms of your own head? When did you first start to think... I might not be straight, for example. So for me, it was at a young age. I was about maybe nine years old, but more so when I started high school, just started developing these really strong feelings Mm. and just couldn't ignore that anymore, really. Feelings for a girl at school? Yeah, yeah, for a woman, yeah. Mm. And yeah, it was very powerful, and so it wasn't just a friendship, it was beyond that and the mm. way I saw it, the way I felt for that. Mm. And did you express that at all? I did, yes. Quite intensely, actually. And so that was interesting. But at the time, I suppose, being so young and not knowing too much about it, being a bit worried about what other people might think about me and that shame, mm. I suppose... I didn't want to let everybody know about that. So, you, But you told so, the other person how you felt? Eventually, mm. a, a long time after, not in that moment. But, yeah, throughout that period, there was just very powerful feelings there. But because that was the first time I felt that way, I suppose I was curious as well. Is it, mm. you know, was it just a one-off? Is this going to happen again in future? So maybe at that point, yeah, I was just curious with it. But you didn't do anything about it? You didn't have I didn't. a relationship or anything? No, I didn't. So mm. in your head, even from a young age, you thought maybe I am bisexual then? Yeah, I did feel that way. But from what I saw around me with a lot of bullying going on at high school with other girls that were open with their sexuality, mm. it made me want to kind of close up about it, not talk about it. And I found it really difficult handling my emotions, actually. So there was a lot of um, destruction going on at that period of time, self-destruction with me, just because I felt like I couldn't be myself. What Um, do you mean by self-destruction? So mental health, really, feeling like I was different, um, that it was wrong for feeling that way, thinking about the environment in which I've grew up in, other people's beliefs and being influenced by that. So that was quite suffocating at the Mm. time. So even though I knew that deep down that, wow, there is an interest there in women and, you know, these feelings are really strong, let's just try and push that to one side for now because actually I don't think this is right because of what I've been made to believe. So what sort of things were they saying at school then to these other girls that came out? Just general um, terms that they used to bully people that might be gay, lesbian, bisexual or what have you. And just seeing the impact that that had on that individual and thinking of one person at the time, 
that made me kind of really close up about myself. I didn't have the confidence to speak out or be comfortable in my own skin at that point. It was just really difficult. But looking back now, I wish I would have been that person to speak up and to support that person as well and to let that person that they're not alone too and that it's okay to feel that way. It's always easier in hindsight, isn't it? It's always easier in hindsight. I think when you're still going through it, when you, you start to develop these feelings, it's hard to comprehend how it really feels for you. Mm. And I think it's having that time to digest it. So, but as well as all that, well as, as well as what the bullies were saying at school, there was a religious aspect to, mm. to what was going on in your head as well, was there? Yeah. So my mum was Christian, um, my dad Muslim. So very strong beliefs there in terms of the way they see the world and what we should and what we shouldn't be doing. Just listening to that on a daily basis made me feel that I couldn't really be myself because if I do have this interest in women and I'm, I am open about that, what does that mean for me? Does it mean that I'm going to go to hell or, or going to be condemned in some kind of way? It was just really suffocating at that time, really. So were your parents saying stuff like that or was this just something that you picked up from both religions? Well, I suppose it was more of what they would say about other people. So mm. when they saw stuff on TV, so people that were gay, lesbian, bisexual, even out and about really, just flying comments that they would make, mm. it was very apparent what they thought about that. For me personally, that made me kind of hold everything in because I felt that straight away I would be denied and that would be a really difficult conversation to have. So I just avoided it, really. And they didn't know any other gay people? You didn't have any other no. LGBT people in your family? No, nobody in the family. So, yeah, I suppose it would be a big thing for me to come out and actually say that. Mm. And did you go to church? Did you go to a mosque? When I was younger, I did, um, on a few occasions with my father. I went to church with my mum on a couple of occasions, but I never really felt that I fitted in within that environment. Mm. I could see how helpful it was for them and why they would want to go. And where, where was this geographically? So Manchester area, mm -hmm. grew up there. Interesting, you know, having two parents um, with different religions. But yeah, I knew from a young age that it just wasn't for me really. Well, you didn't think it was for you. Yeah. You didn't feel able to ha access it, did you? Well, that's it, I suppose, you know, religion-wise, so trying to get in with the Muslim community or the Christine community, that mm -hmm. didn't feel right for me. I did try it, um, and there are elements of it that, yeah, I've took away with me. But in terms of being open with my sexuality, I suppose there was nobody else around me that was gay, lesbian, and what have you, so I couldn't have that conversation mm -hmm. to feel confident about it. At the time, I found it difficult speaking to my friends, because they were straight. And so I thought that that might be a difficult conversation to try and make them understand that. And then again, the shame element of it. I think a lot of it was more or less to do with me and how I felt about it. Mm. But then you eventually did come out. I did. What changed? It got to a point where I just, I just had to be true to myself. After years and years of um, mental health issues, a lot of therapy, this transformation that kind of started within me, that was kind of the last bit of the puzzle, really. That, OK, I've done all this, I'm, and this is amazing, I'm this person now, but actually I want to celebrate who I am as a whole. And, yeah, the shame started to diminish 
And within that, it just helped me talk about it openly. And I think, first of all, I just wanted to share that with my friends, which I did initially, and with my partner as well. And he was very supportive. And then along the way, what happened was my mum was in hospital and I just felt that, gosh, you know, if anything was to happen to my mum and she never knew the person that I truly was, that would be heartbreaking for me. Mm. And so it just felt the right time to have that conversation and to be so open about it. And, yeah, in return, the response has been lovely, really supportive, and it's just nice to finally be myself really so speaking to my mum that was only two years ago so that's quite recent mm. but with so, my friends they knew yeah who, who was the first person you told then oh going way back now it was a best friend of mine at the time at um, high school just mm. finishing high school and having to open up about that because of the feelings that I experienced for this other woman mm. that kind of started everything off really and I think slowly but surely seeing the response that I was getting, that it's okay, who cares, you know, if you're into women, great, if you're into men, great, whatever takes your fancy, really. <laughs> I don't know, it kind of made everything feel a little bit lighter. And then eventually I started talking about it in therapy with psychologists. I was being treated for my mental health condition, which I've learned to manage now, which is amazing. I think that was a, a big step as well because at the time I was holding back in therapy not wanting to talk about that worried about what that person would think about me so yeah I suppose it was just developing that confidence along the way I suppose parents is always a big deal but if you're you're married to a man there's quite a lot of jeopardy there I guess isn't there in, yeah in coming out to a male partner yeah how was that yeah I was really nervous about that actually but I met my husband when I was 17 years old and a couple of years into that relationship, I opened up to him about these feelings that I had for the woman at mm. high school that we were talking about before. And actually, this is me, you know, this is my sexuality mm. and having to be open with that. And his response was fine at the time. He's always been really supportive. You know, it was never an issue. But I think now, I suppose recently, I've been so open about this I think it can be difficult for maybe some people to adjust to when they've seen you with that one person all of your life mm. and then, yeah, oh, right, okay, so you're into women as well. What does that mean for your relationship? You're married. And so I have had some stigma in the past from the outside world in terms of how can you be married to a man, you know, if you're into women, it's one or the other. And what do you say to them? I, I just say it's, it's not about that at the end of the day. It's about love. It's about mm. connection. I might be interested in women as well, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to go out there and look at every woman on the street and think, mm. yeah, she's nice, she's nice, I want her or what have you, a bit of everything. You know, I think as long as you love that person, that's all that matters, and so you'll be connected to that individual that might happen to be a man or a woman, and in this case, I'm married to a man, so that's the way it is. But it's hard sometimes, like, mm. feeling like you have to justify yourself, you know, just want to be at the end of the day. Don't we all? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like a struggle. Yeah. So what was that conversation like with your mum then? And she was in bed in hospital at the time. Yeah, so it was when she came home, she was in recovery. I just felt this need to talk to her. And it was very emotional, actually. I was just very open and honest about it. I really showed her the pain that I built up all of these years with mm. suppressing that and just really making her aware of how much this means to me to have this conversation right now. 
and that it doesn't mean that I'm any different. I'm still your daughter at the end of the day, but this is me and I want you to know that. I think with that, she responded in a very compassionate way, really understanding. And if anything, it's made us um, grow closer together. Yeah, it's been beautiful, actually. Were you surprised at the response? I was really surprised by it. Mm. And I think with that, actually, it gave me even more confidence to be myself because I think that was the biggest hurdle that I knew that I would have to overcome. I mean, yeah, I suppose maybe I I didn't have to tell my mum. I could have just hidden it all of these years. Mm. But I think because there has been occasions along the way where I've developed these feelings, it was something that I couldn't deny. And it's part of me and it's not something that I want to suppress. I just want to be me, but also know that I'm not wanting to hurt anybody. How was your dad? My dad, well, he passed away when I was 12. So, yeah, I think that might have been a really, really difficult conversation, to Mm. be honest. It might have been a different story altogether. But I suppose I don't know because I've never had that opportunity, really. Your mum was the big one then, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how does it feel now to be out and proud and everybody knowing? For me, it's amazing. It feels like a bit of an adjustment. You feel like... You've been a bit rebellious, you know, in terms of coming out and just being Mm. so open and honest and, like, waiting for the reaction of the world around you. But actually, since I've been so open, everybody has been so lovely. It sounds like it's been a support to others that have not got to that point yet, giving a bit of hope, a bit of positivity there. And, yeah, I feel like I can breathe. And I suppose with that, we've been so open after so many years of keeping it within This sadness comes now and again because you realise that it would have been okay to be so open many years ago and maybe things might have been a little bit different in terms of maybe not having to explain so much at a later point Mm. in my life. But we're here now, it's amazing and I'm kind of just enjoying this time really, just really digesting it and yeah, I feel really proud. And what advice would you give to other people who, who aren't at that stage yet, who are still who're still struggling with coming out with those words and, and telling their parents or their loved ones? The advice I would give would be to maybe speak to a friend first of all mm. um, and see what their response is because sometimes we get so scared and we snowball it in our mind. Mm. But I think if we just speak to a friend first of all, someone that we're really comfortable with, that might give us a bit of hope, a bit of positivity to then open up to other people. And then eventually to your parents, because no matter what, I suppose, when you have that support from your friends, regardless, you know that you've always got those people around you that love you, that support you. Mm. I mean, in this scenario, beautiful that my parents, well, my mum was really supportive. But I think just knowing that you've got people in your life that love you regardless can be a massive support for you. So you're a lot happier now. I am. I'm a lot happier. I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders, actually. It feels quite surreal at the same time, though, just thinking, wow, it took me this long. But, yeah, I'm here now, and it's kind of finding out more about yourself. You kind of become your own personality more so because you feel like you've kept maybe a certain part of you in for so long, and now it's out, and it's just, yeah. You can be you, finally. Yeah, exactly. It's lovely. Yeah. It's good to be you. Yeah, it completely is. And I think there's no other person that you can be, actually. And that's what I've learned along the way, especially with my mental health struggles as well. A lot of the mental health struggles were to do with not being myself. Mm. And so just embracing you as a whole and knowing that it's beautiful to be unique, to be different, not to be like everybody else. Mm. There's something to be celebrated within that for sure. Fabulous. 
Well, I'll leave it there unless there's anything else you wanted to add. Um, I do have a page on Instagram called mm. The Mind Mentor, and that's all about mental health and recovery. And I do touch upon um, sexuality as well within that, so that might be a support maybe to others out there. But, yeah, that's it. It's been lovely speaking to you. A big thank you to Nadia for sharing her story with us. And I'm so thrilled that after suffering herself, she's now dedicating her life to helping other people with mental health problems. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. Next time, we've got a very special episode of Coming Out Stories to commemorate 50 years since the Stonewall Riot. The fight against police treatment by predominantly trans women and drag queens is often seen as the start of the modern LGBT rights movement. Sadly, though, there aren't that many veterans still with us from that night. But we found one. He's called Martin, and he's got the most amazing coming out story, as well as memories from that fateful night in New York. The worst thing in a riot is silence. And the riot went silent. Not a peep, not a pin, but a hoofing sound, a stormtrooper sound. And all of a sudden, the crowd parted, and there was the tactical police patrol armed to the teeth. I mean, I couldn't believe it. 